I'm Austin. I'm Justin. I'm Kevin. Yeah. Woo, we got a special guest today. Special guest. <laughs> I believe uh, you have a question to ask us, Kevin. Yes. Uh, have you guys seen the 1989 classic, Crack House? Can't say that I have. Nope. <laughs> Never heard of it. Sweet. This is going to be fun. It is. Uh, this is a YouTube find? Like... Uh, it's available on YouTube right now? It is on YouTube now. I believe the first time I saw it, I want to say it was on basic cable or mm. possibly a very early version of like uh, direct TV on demand. Ooh, okay. I don't I don't know how. I was hanging out with a couple friends and my, or a friend and my girlfriend. This is years ago, so not my current girlfriend. Uh, this was almost 10 years ago. Mm. And it just so happened to come on and we were immediately mesmerized and could not take our eyes off the screen. And I've I've spent a long time searching for it, and then kind of forgot about it. Because that's the point of the show. And I was like, I know the exact film, and, and I found it on YouTube. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Do you want to go first or me? I mean, Crack House. Um, oh, it eighty nine. So we're still in the Reagan years. It's yeah. gonna be a war on drugs movie. It's probably gonna be okay. Here's my pitch. We get some. Ooh, okay. My pitch. The movie's gonna be racist, not me. <laughs> we get some bad shit from an exotic location, I'll say. And uh, it, it turns innocent white people into monsters. Because, you know, the suburbs have to be protected. So maybe this... Oh, I mean, of course I want a haunted crack house. Everything I could ever want. But I'm gonna go with muted, muted kids from Muty Crack. Okay. Okay. Alright. Um... I'm going to guess that this is an extremely tone-deaf and insensitive situational comedy movie. Oh. Like, uh, like, like Four Rooms-esque, but about a crack house. Oh, that would be so much fun. Like, the I little, wish it was that. <laughs> I wish the it little crack delivery boy has to come down the hall in his tattered suit. I wish. It doesn't have Just a single a line. really baggy t-shirt with a worn-out neck. Garfield's on. And a couple of those, yeah, there's always some weird or, 80s or mascot, like a, and it's got like a hole that looks like it was torn and burnt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. or like a, like a thug version of... Uh, Tweety? Like like a Looney Tunes okay. character. Oh, Popeye Pop, Pop, Pop with uh, a lot more tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Bugs Bunny gra with grabbing grill. Popeye's uh, or olive oil's ass. <laughs> Bugs Bunny with a grill. Ooh. Or Elmer Fudd. Crude golden era cartoon t-shirts. I love Elmer my, 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 my favorite my favorite my favorite Fudd. I've seen this shirt in real life on a human being at the Albuquerque flea market on the fairgrounds. It was a black shirt with an airbrushed gangster ass Elmer Fudd. Whoa. And he had the uh, backwards tied Tupac style bandana. Okay. Really baggy pants. Uh, a flannel over a white tee. Mm -hmm. I believe he had a bunch of rings on his fingers and a couple chains. And he may have even had because Elmer Fudd has those big goofy ears. I think he also had big old gems in his in his earlobes. And it was he was just making this like stank face, and I was like. <laughs> How did somebody go, you know who's gangsters? <laughs> Fuck the Looney Tunes cannon? Elmer Fudd. The guy you can't kill Because that motherfucker totes guns, son. <laughs> can't like, kill he doesn't even have a gun on your shirt. Oh. He didn't even have a gun on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that would actually make Elmer Fudd cool <laughs> in the respect of gangster-ass culture doesn't have... I was just, Maybe he just respects that he never gives up. I like that the flannel <laughs> carried on, though. 
<laughs> yeah, the flannel carried over. The hat, though, I would have loved to have seen him with a fucking, like, his hat, but turned, because he's worn it backwards in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And hey, I'm going to say, shit look pretty good. Yeah. Like when he gets serious or something? Yeah, and he would, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I messed up the other day and put, like, a Looney Tunes collection on YouTube oh, just yeah? to be in the background, and it started with a Bugs Bunny versus what I thought was Elmer Fudd, but this was not. This oh, is a cartoon that Warner, or whoever put it out, probably doesn't want anybody to see anymore. Oh, okay. It's a very caricaturized black person. Oh. And we're like, oh, is that the origin of Elmer Fudd? <laughs> like, it was, a, it was a dark moment, and I didn't go back to that playlist. Dude. Old, old cartoons, uh, some of Dr. Seuss's shit oh, yeah. is rough. rough. Yeah, yeah, because he, he uh, did a lot of anti-Japanese propaganda during mm-hmm. World War II. Mm-hmm. And, and he did a whole lot of uh, tune porn. Mm-hmm. Oh. Lots of lots of what would oh. be considered today hentai. He, he would have been a hit. You would oh. have had like a sidebar. Furries would not exist today, in my opinion, in the way that they do, if most of them knew... Of Dr. Seuss's original, like, naked lady drawing and stuff. <laughs> I think they'd be so much more into weird pear-shaped characters with long necks and limbs. Yeah, it's because and they'd just be, like, the... rubbing their bellies together. It's That's... because of that animated Robin Hood. That's I don't even think it's because from. of that, man. I don't even think it's because of no, that. No, cartoons, if you look it up, cartoons have been sexy since the beginning. Oh, dude, yeah. always. Betty always. Boop. Because Betty, Betty Boop. Boop was a rich, like, if you look into her lore, she's not even touted as a human being in the cartoon. They even stay, like, she's not a person. And so it's like, okay. She's also based on a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of people know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live action uh, dancer from yeah. the 1920s. Exactly. Yep. And to the banana. Boy, how. If you guys want to just go through deep ass holes of random <laughs> knowledge, I'm your guy. Well, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, this I is Have You Seen. Yeah. <laughs> I host a quiz show once a month. I am your guy. This is my jam. I yes. love knowing stupid shit and cool shit about stupid shit and cool shit. Mm-hmm. Just, all of that is interchangeable, by the way. Um, so, did you guys want me to read you the poster tagline for the Crackhouse real quick? Alright. I'm still imagining the sidebar of Dr. Seuss, like, you won't last five minutes, how will be heinous once you click this and touch your penis. (laughs) (laughs) Yif is no longer a thing, it's now... Alright, so... The Seuss tab on poor... poor Oh, God. We might be starting a new episode. Because people, there is actually a subset of people who are super into Grinch porn. Grinch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Grinch is God the is one. not the cat in the hat. Dude, Grinch. Oh, there's some weird shit about him, too. <laughs> but the one that. There's a lot of that, too. <laughs> there's, <laughs> never mind. We are guys, not revolutionaries. <laughs> it's been you, guys, you guys know what, uh, uh, what, what uh, Rule 34 is, of yes. course. Yes. Uh, and there's a surprisingly large amount. But the thing is, is. The, the cat in the hat stuff is more just like gross, goofy shit. <laughs> uh, the thing one, thing two stuff. That, and some of it's because girls like to do sexy cosplays of that. And mm-hmm. I think that's why there are sexy things. <laughs> but I'm not talking about sexualizing characters that already exist. I'm saying instead their sexuality is literally being the same as the characters are now. Because there is a weird subset of people who really like Grinch porn, and they don't alter him to make him look like manly or sexy or anything like that. It's yeah. just the Grinch. Oh yeah, the big that. old hanging furry dong. 
doing his thing to all that. different characters. I'd it just that. looks like a dreadlock hanging yeah. down. Oh, oh god, that would be so rough. It's just like, it looks like he's a mop like dog. A, like, he's just like down. a Bigfoot. And people, people have there a lot of stories people with who want to fuck Bigfoot. Dude, oh, the whole dinosaur erotica. Just a big white guy. Yeah, yeah, Amazon is wild. Down. Oh, okay. Alright, <laughs> let's, let's read this tagline. So, Crack House, I have yeah. a whole new, uh, sense of what it might be now. Oh, no, 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 no. no idea. Uh, it's a house of butts. I will say that this one definitely, oh, there actually, yeah, there are a lot of butts in this. Um, I would say that the tagline almost makes I'm it sound like, like the movie The Rain. Ooh. Okay. <gasps> so, Crack House Home Invasion? <laughs> Getting in is easy. Getting out is pure hell. Honestly, they get trapped crack in house. Crack House. They get trapped that's what it makes it sound like. That's like what it makes it sound like. All right, we're uh, gonna it's get like to a, it. It's a Dude. really bad escape room idea. Oh god! <laughs> you have to solve this escape room on crack. An escape room. <laughs> an escape room horror movie just came out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of my good, it, but I want to. One of my good friends works at the New Mexico escape room, and oh man, his reaction to the fact that that was a thing was love it. Oh, it's so good. His reactions to all escape rooms that aren't the ones that he's are, he's involved with directly, other than people who are like positive cuz dude, surprisingly enough the escape room community can be kind of shitty. Really? Uh, I'm pretty I'm a heavy critique of when I see it in media. Like we saw that always sunny escape room episode. I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, I won't ruin it. Oh, uh, you could you can I don't give a shit. <laughs> TV is TV. Movies yeah. are a little different. Yeah. You can tell me oh, anything I, well, about a television show. Game of Thrones is on TV. I don't watch. I don't watch Game of Thrones. But also, also people give a shit if you if you. Yeah, but those people can go fuck themselves. Um, Any Game of Thrones people who want to try to add me on Twitter and yell at me, it'll be the only activity on my account in two years. I am at Kevin's not funny. (laughs) That's not a joke. It's a real thing. You come at me on fucking Reddit. You want to know why I'm on Reddit? You slash Kevin's not funny. He's good at sneaking word. those plugs in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, yeah, come at me. I'll antagonize you to get me uh, likes. <laughs> Just to get some traffic is all I really need. Oh my god, so off the subject. Yeah, that's for favorite... at the end of every episode. That's we fantastic. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. There we go. Oh, I love it. I, I, my favorite thing, so, oh gosh. Just a quick, 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 super morsel sidebar of Albuquerque comedy uh, I don't know if you saw any of these posts in, on the Facebook page from Kevin Crackenberry. Um, oh. Kevin Crackenberry, I'm not going to try to give too much away, but essentially... Is he a cereal that comes out three months out of the year? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, howdy, I'm going to have to write that one down. Uh, Crackenberry is a poisonous personality that, as far as we've been able to gather, has traveled throughout different comedy scenes in the country. Ooh. And sometimes it's not Kevin, sometimes it's another Crackenberry. Nobody knows if it's one person or multiple people, but we do know that this it's... This is a mystery. It's, it's a whole clan of Crackenberries that's goal is to ruin comedy. It's to ruin the <laughs> egos of, of people in comedy because uh, there have only been maybe two physical sightings of a Crackenberry. And every time a Crackenberry shows up, their profile picture is always a fox. And whenever the Crackenberry person shows up, it may not be Crackenberry, but rather a representative of Crackenberry. And they wear a fox mask. This is getting what? like it's, this is turning into like house of leaves. It's shit. nuts, but it's that's never happened here. Here, it's literally only been internet trolling, right? Uh, okay. But they always love to jump in on the com- uh, on the comedians page and just rip into people. 
And for the most part, I've always kind of avoided that drama because I knew that I've seen the insults that they throw out, and they're generic. They're the, they, they are the exact things you would say to comics to piss off comics. It, there's no specificness to it. Okay. It's, it's just like, oh, you're a hack, and all your jokes are bad, and nobody thinks you're funny. Okay. Like, it's just really, really hackneyed so shit. Standard right? stuff you hear hecklers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so are these digital hecklers? Uh, right. And, and and so I, I to be completely honest, I kind of took the attitude... At one point, where I was like, oh, I'm going to treat this like a role play. He's a troll. Let's fucking set up a character and a backstory. And I'm going to make myself something. And then it turned into creating a, a comic book universe. Ooh. Because he said, I am a comedy hero at one point. And I said, ooh, does that make me a villain? Because you say I hate comedy so much? All right, we need to, you are the Krakenberry. So we need <laughs> to figure out who I am. And he was like, he's, he, I believe he called me the silencer at one point. And I was like, nah, I don't like that. So I started naming a bunch of shit. And okay. I was like, no, to be honest, I do like the silencer. That's sexy. I'm the, That's I'm the silencer. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And, and then he was doing a really bad job of actually reading what I was saying to him. That tended to happen. Uh, uh, yeah, the that. reading. So I was just calling him out on his poor reading. Is that on YouTube? Uh, uh, yes, it is. Uh, his, it, I was, I was uh, reciting back to him it his was, poor reading comprehension. It's a lower quality. So oh, I'm just it, checking. It might all be really bad. Just to oh no worries, that's what we deal with. But I'm just checking uh, really quick. But uh, yeah, this guy uh, crack it, crack house. To see that that might be the only one we got over there. You think there. that's it? The, that that poster mm-hmm. is definitely it. Oh good, yeah, I can <laughs> tell you that that one right there <laughs> is, is definitely it. not white crack bastard. No, Ooh, sadly, it's not. A brief glimpse into the mind of uh, have you seen finding. Yeah, right. There you go. That's that's a, that's a, always a good part. Um, but yeah, this Crackenberry character, I was just like, your reading comprehension is really bad. So I know exactly what my villain arc will be. I am a uh, I'm a librarian. Uh, I, that's why I'm your arch nemesis. Is just books. Books in general are your they're like your kryptonite. So it gives you really bad headaches and terrible diarrhea <laughs> by just smelling a book. Which is why I'm your I'm your I'm your perfect villain because your reading comprehension is so bad. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, if I had bad reading comprehension, or if I could read, how am I responding?" I said, "Just because you can read doesn't mean you can understand what you're reading, buddy." Uh, and I said that I was an evil librarian. The reason why I hate comedy is because teenage boys come in uh, to the library and are joking and are too loud to disrupt <laughs> me and what I'm Ooh. doing. And I just and I just. I stories just, are always the best. I made up this wild shit, and I just kept, like, he, he, he was like, he tried to call me a pedophile at one point, and I said, <laughs> no, no, oh, that's where I came up wow. with the, that's where I came up with the, the librarian This is part. where all online arguments do, Dude, that's devolve where I came into, up with the librarian is, you're a Nazi, you're a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's where I came up with the, the, the librarian part was, uh, he said you're a pedophile, I said, no, I don't like that for my character. Um, no, no, what it is, is I hate children. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a librarian, I hate kids. Sticky fingers. They they come in and they're loud and they're and I hate comedy because they're always joking and laughing. Okay, that's my art. You're the comedy hero. I am the silencer, the evil librarian that hates comedy, and and you're the illiterate hero or near illiterate. Sorry, near illiterate hero who 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 is a is trying to triumph for comedy. Mm-hmm. And then I just started following him around to all of the posts he was commenting on and being like he stands Ooh. up for all the people he, he who said, refuse to learn everywhere. He he, he 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 he's a comedy hero in the sense that he's gonna go around and tell everybody that they're bad at comedy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's literally what he what he does. He's Thanos. So, this is gonna yeah, be yeah. a twenty six year arc. Oh so I, I, movie dude, thing. I followed him around to every single thing he commented on because he 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 said something about a Baca 
bomb in reference to me bombing on stage. And so I was like, ooh, that's one of my weapons is the Baka bomb. <laughs> so I followed him around on every post and everything that he commented on. I'd go, Baka bomb, I am the silencer. <laughs> nice. You need to make a little picture meme. Like oh. a, a gif that can just pop up under oh, his picture. Oh, I could find, I could screen grab so many things. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, is this is all on a private page, right? Uh, I started tagging him in posts about how I missed him. And because he would not respond to anything that I said. <laughs> He, 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 mind you, if this ends up in a way that he might be able to find it, he might comment some horrendously <laughs> dumb shit on your guys' Oh podcast. no, somebody will pay so attention right, for once. Right, right, right. Comment. Oh dude, give me the link, I'll post it to New Mexico Comedians, and I'll tag him in it. Good. Uh, but anyways, let's, let's, Baca let's, Baca Bomb, I am the silencer! Um, make it have you seen Baca Bomb shirt if this plays out in the right way. Oh dude, I would love to do that. He, because I, as far as I've noticed, I'm the only person that is has gotten him to leave a comment section. Ooh. Usually he'll just sit there and pester and pester and pester. I mean, sometimes you just have to kill him with kindness. Oh, I was I was like, buddy, we're friends, yeah. man. Like, where'd you go? I miss you. Um, sometimes that's the best way to handle the trolls. Crack and berry, dude, I'm just telling you right now. But sometimes you gotta. Oh, I feed him, but I feed him pure. I feed, I feed him pure marshmallows and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because every scenario yeah. that I put together in this comic book universe we were building was the dumbest shit you'd ever heard. <laughs> and at one point I was like, hey man, we're building this thing together. He goes, Crackenberry works alone! <laughs> <laughs> and this is, mind you, this is on the internet, so that's him typing in all caps. Yes. Crackenberry works alone! <laughs> Shouting it into his screen. And I'm just like, I don't know who you are. The thing is, is, like I said, there's a conspiracy. Nobody knows exactly who it is. Mm. And there's a good chance... You're drawing us into some Cicada 331 bullshit right here There's a part of this... And, like, the Mormons are going to come and knock on my door. But the thing is, is this could be a person that I'm actually very good friends with. (laughs) Because my theory... It could be one of us. Slip on masks! My my theory of what Crackenberry has been since the beginning and always will be is it's somebody who's actually fairly well-connected and well-liked within the community that they are interacting with. Okay. And what is happening is there has been a blowout where some drama has kicked off. As it usually does. Right. And so this person comes in to give a common enemy to us Mm -hmm. to bring us back in as a single unit, as a community. Right. And so I look at it as, if it is somebody who, because they do, there are certain people that they do say some very personal fucking call-outs to that sometimes I'm like, all right, that was a little fucked up. But at the same time, it's still generic in the sense that if I knew that person, I could probably say the exact same thing if I wanted to hurt their feelings. You know what I mean? Strangely similar to the plot line of Mortal Kombat. Mm. <laughs> I have not played a Mortal Kombat game in years. Well, yeah. stick around after the show and maybe we'll button mash. <laughs> oh, I'm very good at that. One of the reasons why I haven't played it in so long is the only person I knew who had it refused to play it with me. <gasps> Because I beat him a bunch of times. Because I was like, I, I mash, but I'm still counting how many times I hit each button. Because I assume... Ooh, logical mashing. Yeah, uh, There's at least going to be combinations of... a form of, of like shoegazer metal, right? Two, it's, logic it's, mashing? You, you, logic mashing. Three, three and two usually will get you some kind of combination. And 
two buttons hit at the same time, either next to each other or opposite each other, is going to either get you some kind like a of throw, throw mm-hmm. or special grab move. And you know what they've been doing is simplifying the special moves. So you can figure them out with everybody. They're either down forward, down back, yeah. back forward, back up, And it's a swoop. Up. Yep. It's always a swoop of the oh, stick. Yeah. Always. Yep. But it's not as hard as Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> and the thing, I've played Street Fighter, I'm not nearly as good at the newer ones as I was at the older ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of my favorite moments of playing Mortal Kombat, like, fucking eight or whatever it was was this dude that i hung out with was a champ and we were having just like a fuck around hangout night at our place watching wwe and playing mortal Kombat. and he was like i, I wasn't playing because i just didn't feel like it finally was like come get in here fucking play this game with me and i was like all right i sat down and i was just doing my usual thing where it's like three three or three two three two swoop double double and i kicked his ass like four times yes. He was like, how many times you played this game? I was like, this is literally the first time I've ever played Do you remember who you played that as? Long shot? Uh, I always, when it's a game I don't know, I always random. Okay. If it's a game that I have no skill in whatsoever, That's I fun. don't choose anybody specifically because I'm like, if it's my first time or it's a game that I may have only played once or twice, mm-hmm. I'll just random it out because it means that I'm going to have more fun learning what the character is doing while I lose, yeah. if I'm going to lose. But if I win, cool. I will learn that I'm good with that person. <laughs> if it's a game I know, I always tend to go for the fast, light, dexterous characters, the rogues or whatever. Yeah. But if it's a game I don't know, like if I'm at a party and Tekken's being played or something, I'll choose the most outlandish. Oh, character. yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the one that looks a panda. Yeah. I'm going to be somebody made out of wood. Oh, I'm going to be a guy, like, inside out, <laughs> like the squishy man or whatever. I have a fantastic <laughs> history with Tekken. Oh, same here. Um, my very first experience with it ever was there was a pizza place down the street from where I went to school. That's good. On the way home from where I went to school. This was probably Tekken 2 or 3. This was Tekken 3 on cabinet. Okay. Um, And one day a buddy of mine and I were walking home from school. It was like, this is in Las Lunas. So it was like 105 degrees out. And we popped in to ask for a glass of water. Mm -hmm. It was the only restaurant. Which by law, they're supposed to give you. Well, it, it, they, he wasn't going to deny it or anything, but what it was, was we said, please, first. And yeah. then when he said, oh, yeah, definitely. He was this old Italian guy. When he gave it to us, we told him, thank you. We appreciate it. It was pepperoni flavor. Uh, oh, it was delicious. It was so spicy and greasy. <laughs> um, but uh, he lost his mind because he was like, I deal with kids all the time. Uh-huh. There's like, a joint. He goes, and you're the only kids that have ever had manners. Whoa. You're the only people, the only people, young people who have ever said please and thank you to me. <laughs> and we were like, wow, that's sad. And he goes, anytime you guys want to come in after school and finish off what's left on the buffet and play Whoa. video games, come in. Whoa, golden ticket. Because it was always dead at yes. whatever it was, three o'clock in the afternoon, right? So he's like, you come clear out the fucking, the, the, the buffet and watch the big screen. And if you have change, you go play the video Hell games. Hell yeah. But there was a kid that worked there. After my buddy moved away, it was just me for a while. And so I'd go in there, and there's this 19-year-old kid who actually went to high school with my older sisters. And he would pull handfuls of quarters out of the register and go play <laughs> Tekken 3 in the back with me for hours on end. I got really fucking good at it. And then my sister gave me her PlayStation with Tekken 2 Ooh, and okay. Tekken 3. Mm-hmm. So I got to get really good not only on the cabinet, but then I got to get really good on the old PlayStation. Not PlayStation 2. PlayStation mm-hmm. controller. Yeah, big old light gray box. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Uh, Tekken 2 is where I entered it, and Eddie was my jam. Breakdance fighting, I was just like, whoa. Uh, Capoeira, all that. Mine, mine started out strongest was uh, Hroyang. Okay. And in Tekken 2, of course, it was Bayek, which mm. was his, uh, his, his 
his teacher. I really like Lee. Uh, he, Lee is fantastic. He did I love Lee. Flips. He's Bruce Lee. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I really loved him, and then I got insanely good with Brian. Whoa! Uh, over the last like I would say four games, mm-hmm. uh, and I I. <laughs> But then, like I said, with a lot of games, after a while with fighting games, I just like to play random when I play so that I can learn how each one works and what they're good at. And one of my favorite things to do is go down to the cabinet sister when I get a chance. Shout out to Sister Bar. Oh, Sister Bar has a fantastic arcade cabinet selection. Pinball is my jam there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, they got that new WWE game. I did not know that. I haven't been in there in a while. Mm -hmm. I haven't been in there in quite a while. But, uh... My favorite memory of that cabinet game thus far is one night I uh, said fuck it and did not look at the screen, played random, <laughs> and made it to level 11. Whoa. Not once. Not once. <laughs> I think I was king for like four rounds. Uh, ended up being Mokujin, which I don't even know who I was playing as at that point because I wasn't looking at the screen. And I, yeah, I made it all the way up on the amount of change I put in there, all the way up to the eleventh round or the eleventh stage before I finally got my ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> he just doesn't want to say that that amount of change was two hundred dollars. Right. It was my life savings. Kerplink, 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 kerplink. No, and that's like not even a boast because I, I think it was like two bucks I put in there because I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna play for a while." But yeah, I was really proud of myself because my very last quarter was like, and I only lost. I think it was like three matches uh, on the on the level thing. That's the other part. I'm just imagining that. the Who musical, like that drunk, dumb, and bland kid. Yeah, sure, play yeah, right. Tech. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> you're just not staring at the screen. And there's neon circling around you. I will say this though, my sister, my older sister, that's somebody you do not fucking play that game against. She is crazy lethal. No, no. I, I watched her beat like an eight year old kid at in Tekken Tag mm-hmm. this is like 15 years ago she obliterated this kid and the kid was like and she was like fuck off and just like <laughs> kept and she was in her 20s and she's like <laughs> That's rolling crazy. through all these teenage boys wonderful because I, I, I come from an attractive family and so anytime she would go to the arcade all these fucking creepy teenage boys would be like oh hot girl let's go play <laughs> Oh my god, that's another shirt. I come from an attractive family. That is such a good quote. Not saying I am, but the rest of them are. I come from an attractive... Oh, I love it. Alright. Alright, we just need to this kick this intro off. This gonna go forever, guys. This is almost the main body. Yeah. We need to watch this movie. We do. We'll get I'm back sorry, to it. Everybody. Yeah, and we'll talk good. more about movies and video games, beer, everything else we love. Crack house. Crack house. Crack house. Oh. It's not Roadhouse. It's not Roadhouse. There is no peg, peg wall climbing. Sorry, guys. from this Big episode. Big Time as a nickname? That's a great nickname. That, well, he was a large man. He was. That's the thing. He was actually legitimately... Uh, uh, his, his moniker felt like it was more about his 
personality and his stature. Oh yeah, for sure. Because his his personality matched his stature. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it was good because it matched his confidence. Yeah. That goddamn jaw was so square. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's too bad every person in this turned out to be a shithead. Yeah. Except the one guy at the end who's working for the cops. Well, and the thing is, is like. When you, like, so, no spoilers. This is, <laughs> there's no, no way to spoiler this movie whatsoever because you're never going to understand The premise is if someone's going to listen to our episode, they're going to watch the movie beforehand. Unless they watch the trailer and they're like, no thanks. Yeah. I just want you guys to know that no matter what, what we say has no bearing on what you're going to experience when you watch this. <laughs> it is... It, it, there, there are at least four different story arcs that are happening for five different characters. So if but I... the only good guy is uh, Rick. Uh-huh. Ricardo. Rick. Ricardo... Uh, ma, uh, uh, what is it? Ma, uh, ma, Morales. Morales. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricardo or Rick Morales literally is the only character that really comes out as a uh, what you would consider um, altruistic character, right? Mm-hmm. Because the cops use him. His the gang girlfriend, uses him. The gang uses him. The gang that his gang is against uses him. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend doesn't necessarily use him, but at the same time, she uses his absence as an excuse to get all fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not putting blame on her because she was thrust into a situation that she didn't quite understand. And this all boils down to the fact that they're like, he's Mexican and she's white. She doesn't understand. She's a white girl that did, did drugs, so immediately right. Justin. She straight up ask says me to, to describe her this movie in one line. What's this movie in one line? It's an R-rated after-school special. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I'm going to get really close to the microphone because I'm going to explain this movie in one line. So, it's yeah. all about cocaine and crack. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a sniffer. Uh, oh, we haven't had movie, many movies that are sniffers. That's a sniffer. We've had that's snuffers. Why, that's why Tarantino likes it so much. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, no. I will, I'm will. i going to give you a glimpse into Kevin Baca's life for... Uh, an indication as to why Tarantino likes this movie. Uh, and it's because there is what I like to call proto-crack. And you guys giggled <laughs> real hard when I just said that the first time. You're giggling now. Proto-crack is freebasing off of foilies. Now, people call it freebasing. Some people call it foilies. Uh, the very first time I ever did cocaine willingly and like ready to do it, uh, you know we are recording this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've talked about this on stage. I've okay, talked okay. about it on several podcasts. Um, I'm very open about it because it was like it was for a good reason. No, I'm not Come gonna in, get him. Like, <laughs> FBI, a tank fucking drives through my FBI. wall. You realize, you realize we're both wearing dare shirts. <laughs> oh man, do you know this is a scared thing? straight in your thirties. My favorite thing about that is the fact that I live in a very small-minded community in Oklahoma, <laughs> and I was friends with the police after I was arrested for marijuana. Oh, of course. Like, they were like, "Oh, you're not dumb enough to do it again." And I was like, "You mm-hmm. guys have no idea." I. I, or am I? <laughs> my favorite thing was I made very, very good friends with one of the like most uh, active officers on the force. Mm-hmm. We were very close friends. We would hang out at the Love's gas station. Oh, I know Love's. With yeah. our friend Natasha for hours on end. 
I'm not going to say his name. I'll say Natasha's name because I don't know. I don't remember her last name. Nobody <laughs> cares. But we would sit there and just talk about You like, better not say last names because I'm not editing this. No, <laughs> oh, I don't care. I honestly don't care. But we were talking about my past. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, for those of you who can't see it because nobody can see it because this isn't recorded on video, uh, I put quotations around uh, my past because after I got arrested... Uh, they harassed me several times afterwards with no reason to do so. Mm-hmm. And I managed to... Uh, so the guy who arrested me when I did get arrested said, you're the most cooperative uh, suspect I've ever had in my entire career. Um, you did everything you did to protect the people around you. I respect that. So here's my card. When it comes time for your prosecution, get the DA to get in contact me. We're going to fucking give you a year's worth of undocumented unsupervised probation and we're going to expunge it from your record Mm. and i was like no fucking way because i've been the brownest dude in this town other than cameron the only black guy here (laughs) and i've been harassed the entire time i've been here and then when it came time for it he did that he literally did all of the things that he said. Is that when you left town, you're like, such a high note. I was there, (laughs) I was there for another three years. Nice. But, I had this weird force field around me because, not only was I respectful, but I was completely honest with the police when they arrested me. Because they arrested me for paraphernalia. Mm. Uh, The the only reason that I got arrested was because they found a piece of paraphernalia that I didn't tell them about. Mm. I told them about everything else in my house. (laughs) <laughs> because I owned it. I was like, you're going to find a roller box over here. There's going to be a little shake right over there, but there is no drugs in my house. Why were they searching it? Uh, oh, boy. Or is this just the climate in Oklahoma? I'll give you, like they no, I'll give you the real shorty of it. A good friend of mine at the time, no longer friends after this situation, uh, was having marital issues. I didn't know it, but it was because he was fucking this chick that was hanging out at my place and basically, they would come and get really drunk and high at my house, wait for me to fall asleep, and then hook up. His wife found out about it, showed up at my house one night after work, started a whole bunch of crazy ass shit. Mm. Then when we finally got her the fuck out of my house, she called the cops and said, hey, they're having a party and they're drinking <gasps> with underage people. Now, by the way, do it. I was 19 <laughs> and the apartment was in my name. So all she had to say was, I had alcohol in my house. I was fucked. They show up. We've been smoking mad, mad weed. Mm -hmm. No alcohol in my house, by the way. (laughs) Not a lick of fucking liquor or beer in my apartment. We were literally only smoking weed. The cops show up, and they start trying to, like, manhandle, strong army. And I was just like, I'm going to be real with you guys right now. This is my apartment. This is where this is, this is where this is, and this is where this is. My mother has absolutely no idea what's going on. She was asleep. Because my mom lived with me at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't live with my mother. She lived with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she has no idea what was going on because she literally woke up like 15 minutes ago. And they were like, how can she sleep through all of the ruckus that we got called on? I said, my mom takes sleeping pills, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> she is knocked the fuck out. Like, there's no way she's going to wake up to some little Filipino woman losing her mind on some little white woman. So it's not gonna happen. Why do you like this movie? <laughs> because it feels like my life. I identify so much with all of this. In a sense that it's an extreme version of the comedy that was my teen years. I lived the uh nerf style version of this fucking storyline. <laughs> nerf. 
There were no gangs because nobody was hard enough to have gangs, but there were a lot of people selling drugs being mad at each other. <laughs> so we were, like we were joking last week there's a new like sci-fi horror series on Netflix for kids, but it's all about it's, technology. And what's it called? We'll we were jokingly uh, calling it the off white mirror because yeah, it's like it's called Creep Show, I think. No, it's, it's not animated? Creep Show is like No, not Creep Show. That's an old one, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is uh, it animated? It's not animated. It's either. a creepy creepy something. I have absolutely no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. It's a newer one. I can look it up. But yeah, it's like it's like the off-white mirror because it's not nearly as dark as Black Mirror, but it's still the same concept. I have not seen Black Mirror. Ooh, really? Yeah. Ooh, you should watch that. Oh, Would I wasn't going to say that because every time you say it, it keeps people from watching it like another month. That's true. <laughs> I probably... So the only time I jump into sagas... Uh, are when my uh, are when my girlfriends. It's an anthology. Them. You don't have to watch them in order at all. Uh, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so uh, something that my girlfriend and I have finally decided on uh, fairly recently is we've rolled through a lot of different series: The Office, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched through Futurama a couple different times, pa- very passively. And then something that we jumped into was Adventure Time. Oh yeah, that's oh, a fun yeah. one. And the thing about Adventure Time, so I, I watched it here and there over the years, but I never really had a reason to actually pay attention Such to it. Such deep lore. The I moment I started time. watching it, I, I looked at my girlfriend and I said, Oh, oh my god. <laughs> she goes, What? I said, This is genius. Yeah. She goes, What do you mean this is genius? I said, These guys literally played D and D four times a week and wrote down the outcome of every campaign <laughs> and animated it. It's so funny. And she was and like, so no way. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, I have played RPGs with people and I've also written television episodes and I can tell you right now, these guys did not write shit. They played the game while somebody dictated important events <laughs> And another person recorded everything, and they were like, alright, let's animate it. Princess Candy says, zombies. That, it is literally... It's so good. It is literally, dudes, I I, I swear, if they they ever hear this podcast, and I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. you better fucking call me out on it. Alright. But I swear to God I'm right in the fact that... it is lazy writing in the sense that they literally didn't write, they just recorded D&D message, like... There was the kid, and that's the other thing, is the kid that Finn? voices Finn. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, that's how they wrote his character, was they're like, all right, hey, buddy, you're seven. Um, we're going to teach you D&D, and you're going to play D&D as you, because every decision really, he makes... A really goofy D&D, which is what I like about that, it. Exactly. Those are the only good ones. But I'm sorry. If it gets too serious, like, don't give me that biz. I'm here to have the, fun. That's uh, also the, the entrapment of Adventure Time. What makes it so good is you watch it... In the first few seasons, you're like, "Oh, this is fun and really weird, and there's a variety of characters." And then, and then it hits you, wild, and you're like uh, crying watching Adventure Time, like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Right. I will say, I was extremely uncomfortable during the uh, uh, child sequence of uh, Jake and Lady Rainicorn. Yeah, um, because they oh, were I trying. Love their romance. Their romance <laughs> is beautiful, but the moment that they that Lady Rainicorn is about to have children, they try to curb the idea of sexual interaction in a very awkward way. Kind of shoehorned like, in there. You think? I was like, we don't need that. Like, sorry, excuse me. You could literally just be like, gosh, 
I'm so rude. Um, Something that I think would have been really solid for the writing, just because they love the whole, like, time-dimensional space portal, all that stuff, is they could say, oh, due to the fact that Jake is magic and Lady Rainicorn exists on a separate plane of reality, (laughs) uh, they are having babies. That Instead of making Jake feel really awkward about having to explain to Finn yeah. why Lady Rainicorn is pregnant. Because they literally have a birds and a beads episode. But that's okay. And it doesn't like, but it doesn't make any sense in the sense it's a of surrealist not one. only it makes no sense not only in the sense of we're actually trying to explain interactions in this way. But it also makes no sense in the actual universe of what's going on because Jake literally has no idea why Lady <laughs> Rainicorn is pregnant. <laughs> that entire argument makes more, like, there's more put into that than the entire writing crew of this movie. Yeah. This movie, Crackhouse? Yeah, yeah, you're very if right. If you like that show, though, you should try uh, Steven Universe. Steven Universe, the uh, so it takes I, longer to get into. I feel to get into. It, there's so much lore in that, and I will say this: I've seen probably about ten minutes of that show, but at the same time, I am one of those like, as they like to call it on the website, a lurker on Reddit. I post here and there. I cross post here and there. Do you want to give out your username to the people? Oh, Kevin's not funny. (laughs) Oh, Uh, oh, our Kevin's not funny. Basically, (laughs) if you just type in the words hashtag comfortable penis or uh, Kevin's not funny, literally all one word, Kevin's not funny, you will find me. That is my my. Uh, yeah, that there's a fun story behind that. I'm gonna say that. The next <sighs> I podcast. wish we had a sponsor By that way, had some sort of underwear because you said comfortable penis. Like that it show, could go so well together. Yeah, that show creeped out. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I watched most of it in the background. It's it's like Are You Afraid of the Dark? It is a lot. Goosebumps. Okay. 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 Or I got goosebumps. you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, but Netflix made Crack it. House starts in a high school. Yeah, we we this literally thing, come into this film in what is there are fifty year olds in this high school, school trying to sell drugs. There are you say fifty? I'm gonna say a solid early thirty. Okay. Early thirty. They're older early than high 30. schoolers should be. There are people who have muscle mass that is far more than any person in South Central can have <laughs> due to their diet mustaches too but there there is so much crack cocaine being sold oh so at first i was like how much do you think in the first like at first introductory shot was was one of those like look at all this crack being sold it was five hundred dollars well there's crack on this street there's crack on this so so i would say the opening shot is not only establishing that we are dealing with a community that is very diverse because as heavy-handed as this film is, <laughs> they do like to let you know that they are trying to represent as many people as possible. Yeah. And so we're seeing a high school full of black, Asian, white, and uh, Hispanic students. Which really wasn't the case back then. You don't know what it was because Rodney Fox, King sure, happened yeah. right around the, uh, uh, what was it, Rodney King Five was 90, later, 94. 94. I think 93 or 94. And th- those tensions were still there, though. Mm-hmm. And the, the but those co- tensions were between the cops well, and the people. I'll get crazy local with you guys for a second, just based on some of the uh, uh, attitudes of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to Albuquerque, the reason why the war zone is called the war zone was after the Korean and the Vietnamese wars, or I should say during them, mm-hmm. uh, you had a lot of displaced Koreans and Vietnamese and Filipinos coming through New Mexico. 
because the base was here and it was very easy just to bring them and drop them, right? The Air Force uh, Base? Uh, yeah, 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 Kirkland. Okay. Uh, and, and so what had happened is we had a lot of displaced uh, Korean, Vietnamese, and Filipino immigrants in Albuquerque, and this is back in the 50s and 60s, uh, because uh, a lot of people always forget that the Korean War was in the 50s. And that's why it's called the Forgotten War. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then the Vietnamese War lasted a fucking long-ass time. The Korea, I'm sorry, the uh, the Vietnamese War, Vietnam, started in the 60s and played out through the 70s. And what had happened in New Mexico is we had so many displaced people coming out here due to those wars. And Albuquerque has always been a very uh, heavily Mexican gang-influenced town. Always, always, always. And what had happened was you had all of these Asian immigrants coming from Korea, Vietnamese, uh, I'm sorry, Korea, Vietnam, and the Philippines. Mm. And what was really, this is one of my favorite things my dad told me about this. Because my dad was a young Hispanic man who used to get beaten for speaking Spanish in school. Like, he grew up in the civil rights movement era of Albuquerque. And my favorite stories from him was that my dad was always kind of like an ambassador. He, he never held allegiances to anything other than just being a homeboy. Mm -hmm. Uh, he wasn't a part of any single gang. He just respected gang culture and like floated through all of the different scenes, right? Because my dad was a he was a little like a guy, gang, like a gang social butterfly. Yeah, no joke. He, my dad was a really good artist. Different tattoos on each arm, so you can like wear. My one dad had no you... tattoos. No Whoa. tattoos. My dad was my dad was ink free when he passed away. Did he um, have a suitcase with a bunch of different colored bandanas? I can tell you this. My dad never had to rep colors because nobody fucked with him. My dad was no bigger than I am. You guys know how big I am. I'm a barely man-sized man. Uh, my dad was an inch taller than me, but was known as the one little dude in the South Valley in the 60s that you did not fuck with because he would just throw clutch and throw you to the ground and beat the shit out of you. The my town dad has was, changed a lot over the past uh, 60 years. Oh, now, dude. It's my, always changing. My, my, so the thing about the war zone is like, so my dad grew up in the South Valley, and then they moved into the war zone in the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. Like right before I was born. And, and this is very super local shit right here, but it's very pertinent to what's happening in this. Because my dad, when my mom and my dad met, uh, my mom was a bartender. My dad was a whatever. Who knows? Gangster for sure. Uh, he, he actually gave up a full-ride art scholarship to college because he didn't want to stop being a homie. That's my dad. <laughs> uh, but the reason why my dad was like one of these social chameleons and what the point I was getting to about the war zone was the reason why it was called the war zone was Mexicans in Albuquerque. And the funny thing is, anytime you say Mexicans with any kind of fervor behind it, people go, oh, you're being I'm like, no, Mexicans in Albuquerque are real-ass fucking people. You don't fuck with them. It's not an insult. It's just, like, the Mexicans in Albuquerque. And if you were Spanish... They've carried their culture, the Latino yeah, culture yeah. from Mexico. Wait, if you were Spanish in the 60s and the 70s, you were... You had to say you were Mexican so people didn't beat the shit out of you. Because Mexicans and Spanish do not get along. We see that a lot in these movies that we watch. These yeah. time capsule ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like different gangs organized and like uh, what are, uh, my 
Miami Connection is a great one yeah. where they get in trouble because they are a multiracial gang in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time period, and they're like coexisting, and people are like, "Ow, what That's are you weird? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you don't do that. You don't. You don't intermingle." Yeah, and that that's something that my my dad deal, dealt with. Uh, so literally, he told me it's the reason why he didn't teach me Spanish. Was when he was a kid, if you spoke Spanish, you got beat with a ruler by the nuns because almost all of the public schools were run by the Catholic Church in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. They um, did the same thing with left-handed kids, the Catholic Church. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom. Oh, my mom's. Uh, she she's gone through a lot. My mom went uh, into a Catholic orphanage whenever she was like three and a half years old. No. So there are some stories on that. But I back to the war zone gang war thing. Albuquerque slipped into like more of a white nationalist kind of owned thing because it was that in the 90s. So the late, through almost the late 90s. Then they all moved to Indiana. The, <laughs> that's actually so accurate yeah. it's ridiculous. Oh I because but, I moved from Indiana to here so I so kind of saw it in reverse. The thing about <laughs> the thing about the strong 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 white strong white influence in Albuquerque, New Mexico and New Mexico in general uh, was based literally on manifest destiny in the old west. For uh, sure, yeah. A lot of the mm-hmm. oldest established white families currently here and the ones that were here back before the 90s were established during Manifest Destiny, whenever white families were literally just taking plots of land. Mm-hmm. Now, and this is something that is near and dear to my heart in a way that is very disappointing. Uh, <laughs> my family, I am a Baca. I am related to several different Baca clans. Uh, see the Baca, the Conquistador, uh, but I, the family that I am a part of, the one that I am directly related to, is the family that was given the first land grant by the Spanish king and queen to bring cattle to the Americas to support the forces that were essentially conquering all of the Americas before uh, England decided to show up. What's funny um, is when we travel to the East Coast, people are always like, oh, where are you from? And it's like, we'll be in Boston or Salem or something, and it's like, oh, we're out from Albuquerque. Um, and they're like, oh, and it's like, uh, we'll get to talking about it. And it's like, yeah, well, we were established in 1600 something eventually. And my like, family was well, given Albuquerque is like so much older than that. My yeah. family, my family was given the land grant in the late 14, early 1500. Right. Um, it just blows uh, it out of the water. How early the Spaniards came like oh, from South America and carved. The and the thing north. is, is the, the culture and the history that we learn about that is so misrepresented oh, to yeah. the actual timeline mm-hmm. because the Spanish, the Portuguese, uh, essentially not only worked against, but with each other for quite a long time. And they hit the Americas in the very late 1300s. Mm-hmm. But it's understood that Columbus discovered the Americas in the mid 1400s, right? Yeah. That's all bullshit. Yeah, of course. Um, of course, everybody knows about the Viking culture, just essentially like doing a weird ringworm right. style fucking yeah, working around the world. Not to mention all the indigenous cultures. Oh, of course. Exactly, bad. exactly. Well, and uh, no matter how fucking proud you are of your culture, whether it be brown or white or anything, we all started off in Asian Africa. Period. There is... Fucking period. There is like, some uh, speculation that it was more around... Well, okay, so here's the thing. We all... There's... Every decade we learn about new sources of humanity. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, we know about the Neanderthals, and at first we were like, oh, they were totally different from us, and now DNA testing is, like, everyone's, like, 
almost 3% Neanderthal. Nobody, mm-hmm. so... Th- and then 10 years ago, we discovered the Denisovans. And, that, and they, it's like, oh. oh, they interbred with humanity in a totally different way. Yeah. And you know, my 50,000 years ago had crazy long needles, so we know they were making boats. My like, out of hot. favorite... So every 10 years, oh. we discover we all have, like, new common ancestors, yeah. and it's amazing. My favorite my favorite theory about Denisovians is that they were like, Neanderthals got, got some ass. I'm going to get up on that. But also, they look like they taste good. <laughs> because there's a very strong belief in the biological, anthropological community that Denisovians not only interbred with Neanderthals, but also cannibalized them. Oh, wow. well, we do that as people all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so isolated, cultures, so... isolated cultures are getting on man meat constantly. Uh, I'm talking about world-conquering cultures as early as 60 years ago. Oh, yeah, We've yeah. been eating people nonstop as people. It's They usually try and push it under the rug, but oh, if yeah, you look deep enough, you find cannibalism. Yeah. Well, like, so I think <laughs> you lot. were there the night that I called out my entire culture. <laughs> for being like awful because so i was like yeah we may have like genocided a bunch of people we may have you know like instilled our own religion on a bunch of people <laughs> okay, before we get to a turnaround of that sentence because i like where it's going yes i didn't mean that the school wouldn't be um multiracial i just meant this restroom <laughs> fucking blows me away. I, dude, I don't so think, much. I don't think this tall white dude would have gone into this restroom to buy crap. But he crack. wasn't. That, that guy. Okay, 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 okay. So the reason why that guy makes me mad about the fact that he's like in there to buy crack, mm-hmm. he's a metalhead. Yeah. Metalheads did not do crack cocaine in 89. Uh, speedheads, crankheads? Crankheads. Did crank. It, there's different That types. is not It's dirty. Crack. It's meth's dirty cousin. You're right. Exactly. There is. They would do I know that some metal white. Yeah, so crack. do I, man. I, I, went to, I went to high school in fucking Oklahoma, These man. These were older. These were probably metalheads that were oh, metal, crack, like high crack schoolers. Crack was well before meth, for sure. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, like, that guy, I'm like, no. Yeah. No. no, he was in there. He he was a fish out of water. He was. He, he didn't was feel like first, he belonged. He was the first thrash guitarist because <laughs> of how fast he was playing. Cocaine. Cocaine. One thing I want to say about this movie: the fights, be they melee, be they tank, gunfight, be they gun, they're all amazing. I'm fairly certain there's at least one moment where there are nunchucks involved. I could be talking out of my ass, I don't but I feel like I'm not I saying think you that manifested they, nunchucks. No, 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 I'm not saying <laughs> that they were used offensively in any way, but I feel like there was a point in time in this film where there were nunchucks just somewhere in front. Huh. Could have been, maybe. That's what I'm saying. It's like nunchucks. because like Chuck Norris. That is, is a huge. symbol, and Bruce Lee before that. Bruce yeah. Lee is the exact reason why nunchucks are legitimizing <laughs> martial arts. They're all. Uh, it's also the reason they're illegal is because mm-hmm. the racist laws against Asian street gangs. Yeah. So but the thing the is, is nunchucks... Knives and nunchucks, anything... Nunchucks were a cinematic invention. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. They were yeah. a cinematic revival. Okay. Revival. Yeah. revival? Sure. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, what, what, what I'm getting at is, yeah, in modern culture, uh, uh, they were what could be considered... So, uh, actually, one of my favorite stories about Bruce Lee, because we brought him up, was whenever they brought up nunchucks to him, he goes, no. And they're like, yeah, but they're like, cool. He was like, yeah, but like, it's it was, it, it's a thing that does this, no. And they're like, but we want you to put nunchucks in this movie. And he was like, 
every movie. <laughs> yeah, he fucking did it. And then he goes like, there's so many other weapons. goddamn martial art. He did. He's like, there's so many other weapons I could be using. I use nunchucks in one. This one I should probably use like a spear or some honestly, big blade. He's like, you know how cool I could be with anything other than nunchucks? You give me two like, no, nunchucks. Like, claw swords or something? He knows, like, he's really, really amazing at the nunchucks. Well, yeah. Do you guys know how he became famous in the United States? Mm-hmm. I've watched many biopics on him. Yeah. Red is, oh, they all say because yeah, they, they all they all say because of martial arts, right? Well, no, no. He was a philosophy student. No, the reason he got well known in the United States was because he was a tournament dancer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes, he was the salsa, yeah. the cha cha, and the tango. But he was also a philosophy student. He he was, but the reason why the American public oh. got to know him was he was almost. Because this is at the time when ja, ja, ja. dance was still accepted in the Olympics, he was going to be. There the was a Olympic... time when oil painting was in the Olympics too. Yeah. Oh, it used he... to be better. Yeah. You didn't have to be a job. He became. He became a representative because he became a citizen of the United States. Yeah. Uh, he was going to be uh, the what was it? Dual citizen representative for China and the uh, and the uh, United States. In the cha-cha. And he did, like, all lead up before the Olympics. Killed it every single time. And he started doing all these interviews. And he started talking about his philosophies. And then all of this footage come out from his uh, Chinese action movies. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, this guy, like, he's been an extra in a bunch of crazy shit. Now he's doing Olympic dancing. And then he got the job as Kato. In Green Hornet. Green Hornet. I imagine yeah. all the Kung Fu training probably helped learn the dance steps, too. He the is physical always, training. He was always, very he is physical always said battle is a dance. Mm-hmm. He has always said yeah. battle is so a dance. So not much martial arts, but some pretty cool kicks in this bathroom fight. You said it earlier on. It was This movie is, uh, at times, feels a lot like Carlito's Way. It is. It, it, it is, it it's is like literally he, somebody said, I saw Carlito's that. Way. Let me throw some crack cocaine and a little bit of karate in there, and here we go. <laughs> so and make it a little bit more like it was produced by Dave. There's a knife I'm, in this bathroom. I'm <laughs> so disappointed that there is a huge chunk of this film. Like you, you did say that you mm. heard the line that I referenced. Yes, but there is a portion of this film that it, it serves no purpose other than just showing violence. <laughs> but there was a very large portion of this film that was missing, and I directly believe it's because of how violent it was. <laughs> You think if we'd watched the like crappy YouTube version, it would have been on there? there? How long was the version that we watched? We have to look them up. Yeah, Uh, the version we watched was one thirty-five. That actually sounds exactly what the YouTube version. Okay, it's like one thirty-eight or something like Uh, that. Okay, so probably not. Maybe you just got like a. A different this could version. have been a bootleg. There's version so many edited the versions of well, and movies. that's the thing is, I I was seeing it as uh, like a uh, cable exclusive mm-hmm. kind of thing. I wouldn't be surprised because we saw all of the boobs. If this was a movie with ten two years names. ago, ten years ago, I saw all of these boobs. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming I saw it on some kind of cable exclusive. Cinemax late at night. Uh, no, it wasn't even. It was middle of the afternoon. Oh, this is that's not... why I lost my mind about this, this movie. Is this is the first time I saw. 
saw it, it was like, like I was like, say wow, right this really is like a PSA. No, exactly. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, wait, is this happening? And then I saw boobs and I was like, wait, is this happening? And then I kept watching it and they were like, crack cocaine. Okay. I was Imagine like, oh, if this all is the happening. PSAs had been that had been like this, like the oh. the army. GI Joe ain't got shit in this movie, <laughs> dude. I know that. Joe has been hooked on crack. The more yes. you know. Yeah, Skeletor has hooked him on crack in my Wait, why I don't want to feel good. I want to feel... crossover. I don't want to feel good. I want to feel bad. All good drug cartoons are crossovers. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, don't I, I, I misquoted. I cartoon all-stars. Yeah. I misquoted. I don't want to feel good. I want to feel evil. There you go. Yeah. Have you seen cartoon all-stars? This is the one from the 80s where the Ninja Turtles, the Muppets, Elf. Garfield, Elf, Bugs Bunny all team up and with a pot monster. To oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're animated. talking about. It's wonderful. It's, it's basically my, the same it's thing. It's one, one of movie. my... It was... It's, <laughs> one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite crack.com... Uh, crack.com articles, actually, is about that film. Uh, sorry, Phil. Animated feature. Yeah. Um, you can find this that on movie, YouTube though, pretty easily, too. A better so version. I know that we have literally <laughs> not set up this character. properly. It's okay. Um, we don't have to go through the premise yeah, at all. The two main characters are. You know, I'm going to give a quick breakdown. You want to do this? Okay. Uh, just a quick breakdown. All right, guys. So, for those of you who haven't seen this movie, which is everybody that might be listening to this, because nobody We ever watched heard of it on Voodoo. Voodoo for. Three dollars to rent it. Yeah, uh, it was also on some other. If you want to watch the Prime. very awful, zoomed in, terrible grainy quality, version. grainy version on YouTube, I actually suggest that version because it's going to make you so much happier. Uh, but essentially, there is a young, see there's a young Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, there's a young Hispanic man, Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo. What's uh, it? Morales. Morales. Ricardo Morales. Uh, decides Melissa. D dating Melissa, don't know her white last name, but he leaves Becky. the gang that he is Melissa a part Becky. of. <laughs> Melissa Becky, there we go. He leaves the gang that he is a part of strictly to make sure that her mother is happy that she's dating her because she's super white. Mm -hmm. Then his cousin is dealing with trying to make a truce with the other crack dealing gang. The Grays. His cousin, the Grays, G's for life. Uh, G's don't die, they multiply, G's for life. Uh, his brother this gets, his brother gets murdered by OG Jammer, who is the leader of the Greys at the moment. Okay? Or cousin, sorry. Brother, cousin, whatever. All the same. They're Mexican. That's not an insult, it's just true. Uh, in the, in the context of this film. Yes. Uh, they're all gang members. They're all brothers. Uh, so anyways, I'm not gonna explain myself anymore because that makes me sound like I'm really afraid that people are gonna think I'm... Racist, even though I literally named Kevin Baca. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, it's a little hard on an audio format. It's I tough. It. It's tough. Oh man, it's hard having my skin, man. Uh, <laughs> seasonally ethnic. We talked about it later. Uh, but so, dude leaves the gang. Gang gets shot up. Cousin dies. He's like, I gotta rejoin the gang to green avenge a green man. Verde, what was it? Verde, I didn't write it down. It was Verde something. It was very specific to his, uh, it was like Verde Muerto or whatever. Yeah, something like, because he was like a secret badass. Yeah, yeah, he was like, he, he, everybody was mad that he was leaving the gang because he was like, they're like, I imagine man. most gangs would be like that. Like, it's gotta be hard to get I can out tell of you gang. from experience, they don't want you to stop. Well, you get, 
you just gave me a look it. that was like, did you? And I would, uh, and I want to tell you, like, you stop. That isn't that what I just said. Well, no, but you gave me this look that like, were you in a gang? <laughs> um, kind of. I can tell you from personal experience, trying to walk away from criminal activity involved with an organization that would be considered a gang is hard. Very scary. It'd be hard. I am a grown man who says tinkle and just said walking away from a gang is very scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm actually saying that because of experience. And I love that I can say that I am 32 years old and I can say that I was once involved with insanely frightening gang experiences. And I can say it was very scary. A portion of this podcast has been redacted from the Federal Bureau uh, you don't have Witness to. Relocation Program. I was program. already arrested. They can't do anything to me anymore. I literally can't even be fired from my job for what I'm talking about because this is all in the past. Mm. But I have literally... We didn't sell crack. We sold weed. But in Oklahoma, weed is crack. Yeah. So Meth is Tylenol. That's why I was so excited about this movie was I identified with the characters. Um, so it's a slippery slope conundrum. Uh, our character, Melissa... She, I love her the, boyfriend gets arrested because he decides to put his collars back on and join the game when his cousin gets because his cousin and gets a, killed. There's yeah, a yeah. drive-by massacre. There's it is so much rough. gunfire. It's there's so rough. There's and AKs and sawed-off shotguns. It was and not a good day. Like that diving motion. <laughs> okay, you guys do realize that we had more pistol grip shotguns in this film that I've ever seen in my entire life. Other than when I was a bartender and the Juggalos decided to fight each other. <laughs> Where were you a like bartender? How Evolution that? Nightclub okay, okay. in Los Ranchos. We held a show for Twizted. Because I was at Sunshine one night when the Juggalos decided to get in a fight. No, yeah, Sunshine's the one with the shitty bar. Yeah, they can only fit about 150 to 300 people now, there. Now, when I'm saying shitty bar, I don't mean the bar that serves booze. I mean when you're on the dance floor. I know floor. what you're talking no, about. No, just to let our listeners know. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. When you're on the dance floor, there is a steel bar that steel runs bar, across yeah. the length of the dance floor that if you're in any sort of show where people are moving, you're going to stub your fucking toe on that thing and it pisses me it's off. Gonna ruin your it's going to ruin your day. I'll give him a bad yelp and be like, fix your fucking bar. I was, I, I, I was the bartender at a very weird location way off in Los Ranchos. Uh, once again, super local preferences here uh but we did a show for twiz ted oh yeah they're uh, an offshoot of they are a juggalo band he's they the more part of, red cloud they are part of the like uh, i think he has the red aesthetic to him i might be totally they do they're, it's, oh, it's twisted okay. twisted is actually a conglomerate much like insane clown posse they're, they're sort the of the same family the psychopathic family yeah. thank you sir <laughs> homies uh <laughs> so we didn't want to do the show, but we knew that we were on on board to make like ten grand, right? In Fago. Oh, Fago. Okay, give them sticky. Hey, floors. listeners, don't drink Fago because it literally stained. It stained through several paintings and bleachings. It stained stucco for three years. Because that's what I'm getting to right now was I was like, I don't want to work this event. And they're like, you're our only bartender who can also do security. There's no alcohol at this event. 
because it's in all ages, because I care apparently uh, Psychopathic Records is like, we're family friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so that meant that I was taking Bud Lights from 12 year olds. Oh yeah. Because apparently family friendly is, let's get our fucking youth hammered we're psychopathic drunk. family friendly. Oh boy, howdy. Oh, Do you guys now re- we're going to have the jugglers on us. Do you guys remember <laughs> what, what, what show was that? It was Workaholics. Yeah. Yes. Where, 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 uh... They really uh, are trash or uh, human Where Madrigal, <laughs> where Madrigal is playing a hatchet salesman mm-hmm. at, at that, at, yeah. It's and so good. It's good. I think but that was the first was, episode I showed you. That yeah. is the only time ever, ever, ever... <laughs> That Juggalos have been that pleasant. <laughs> and it was fictional. I thought you were going to say that's the only chart they've been portrayed I correctly. Have, I, have, <laughs> I have bartended. And I have run security <clears throat> for so many Juggalo shows by accident. Literally somebody was like, hey man, are you willing to sell Red Bulls and water and then also make sure people don't punch each other in the face for four hours? <laughs> How much are you paying me? <laughs> More than tips. Let's do it. And then I go, by the way, it's a Juggalo show. God damn it, I'm already here. Dun, dun, dun. I am already here. They literally put me... <laughs> the wildest request I've ever had in my life. Ever. I was... It was the Twist Ted show. <laughs> I will say Twist Ted for the rest of my life. Uh, after I... <sighs> A gang unto itself. So, Probably housed in some sort of house with cracks. Yeah. So the show was supposed to start at like eight. Soundcheck was supposed to start at like four. Mm-hmm. Soundcheck didn't start till like seven. <gasps> All of these weird ass juggalo Twisted. fucking motherfuckers Get on it. are losing their goddamn minds. And this 12 year old boy is got a fucking Bud Light in his hand. And I walk up to him and I'll, I take it from him. He goes, you fucked up, homie. I said, did I? Because guess what? I'm checking the fucking door. <laughs> and he goes, what? I said, did you buy tickets online? He goes, yeah. I said, do you have your ticket number? He goes, yeah. I said, guess what? I can deny you if I fucking mm. want to. Because I am checking tickets at the door. Ticket power! So you gotta tell all of your friends to stop pissing on the side of my fucking bar. No, they piss everywhere. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> they don't care. Uh, we, we, we threaten to uh, bar like nine people who we caught pissing on our building. And we're, I was like, you're out. Ah. I straight up walked in and I was like, you're done. And they were like, no, 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 I paid like $80 to get in the show. I said, well, then I will give you an ultimatum. Like, what's an ultimatum? I said, it's magnets. Nobody knows how they work. <laughs> uh, what you're going to do is if you see anybody pissing anywhere that isn't a toilet, you're going to stop them. And you're going to tell them if they don't stop, they're kicked the fuck out. And I actually police that show by threatening to kick out Juggalos. Nice. But then, after we let in 580 fucking people into a venue that could literally only hold about four. Uh, oh, I hope the fire like, marshal isn't listening now. Oh, they, they were listening, <laughs> and they were drinking. Um, the fire marshal of Los Ranchos is full of shit. Uh, now we're going to have on our ass. Can you That's s- the theme of this show. <laughs> can you stand up in this crawl space that's 13 feet above the ground, and just in case somebody beats up that cripple guy, can you dr- jump down? Sure. 
I was like, you want me to stand 13 feet above the ground, and if that one guy in the wheelchair gets punched in the face, you want me to jump off? They're like, yeah. And I was like, are you going to pay me for it? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> did it work? Uh, I did have to jump down, and it was very scary, because I was smaller than even the guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> but everybody lost their minds because I just jumped down you from the ceiling. Out of the ceiling yeah. I just shot down and I was like Arr! and everyone was like Arr! and I was like get the fuck out of here you he's been in a wearing, wheelchair you should have been wearing a Spider-Man oh, I was gonna say Spider-Man like yeah. <laughs> I was wearing a, a, a felt fedora that I then lost a year and a half later oh, when good. I got in a brawl on the uh, parking lot at the Radisson <laughs> that's a good place to lose a fedora <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this movie was we were we watching it with, even... with subtitles, and uh, we would constantly get people talking in Spanish. Speaking in Spanish. But instead of it translating, it would just say speaking in Spanish in, like, parentheses. I'm going to post pictures, uh, guys, because tough. it like, literally in says... In 2019, can we please get someone to translate better subtitles? <laughs> it would this? be like... It was like, like Caprone, yeah. speaking in Spanish. You get one word, but Andale. Yeah! Andale! <laughs> Speaking in Spanish. <laughs> God damn it. That was painful. Uh, uh. So it's a decline. It's Melissa's decline. She's dated this guy who's a gang member. Now he's not. Can we all and agree that her story is the most important no, one in the entire movie? No, she is the main character. She really is the hero of the film. Uh, what's sad is that even though she's the hero, she is not the one who gets to make the closure happen. Well, it's not so much hero. She's just our protagonist. Yeah, she's who we see... It's her story. And okay. she is the hero, in my opinion, though. I'll tell After you guys. After the gang I, loses I, power, there's Which that. gang, though? Well, um... <laughs> what are their names? Rico's, uh... We never got the name game. for... Like, the Verdes. Pochos. Oh. <laughs> oh, you Pochos. The... So, after they lose power... Can you pop it a little bit harder for me, please? Pochos. Pochos. There you go. The Pochos. <laughs> There's this versus the Greys, aka the G's, she aka G's don't die to multiply, aka G's for life. She right. gets chased down in broad daylight. It's terrible. There's all these people just watching, and narrowly avoids getting assaulted behind this apartment complex because it's not a, that's not even an apartment complex. That's literally like a business. Yeah, yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna say it's another crack house. Every building no, is a crack house. Dude, they were, were in the eighties for real, but like that, there was scaffolding. They were so, trying to remodel so that white folks would be comfortable to be there. <laughs> like, right, gentrification and all. Yeah, she gets rescued by. Best thing that's happened to society ever, right? <laughs> okay, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> you ever done DMT? <laughs> I love that meme. It's like uh, an Aztec god painting, and it's like, have you ever tried Joe Rogan? I fucking <laughs> can't stand that motherfucker. Yeah, same here. Too. They listen He's to it at my job, and I'm like, no. It's ever existed. <laughs> oh, hey, guess what? Racism is okay if you're high on hallucinogenics. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you bald piece Don't of shit. Don't you want to talk about MMA really quick? Put some fucking hot sauce on the dick and give me a break. <laughs> Tyrone Biggins is the best thing that ever happened to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> true. Uh, fucking gosh. She gets rescued by BT. Yeah, because she was like, she's gonna get, uh, she's about to be raped. She's about raped. to be raped by that, uh, yeah, he, that he literally had like a finger and a half in He's there, the wild right? man. Yeah. Chico. Mm hmm. Chico is the, like, bad He's apple. always pulling a gun, pulling a knife. The thing is, is a Chico literally goes against 
the, the wishes of every wild card. Whether wild it be whether he's the wild card, he whether it be the high school, his gang that he is legitimately a part of, the gang that they are trying to make a business proposition with, and just like decent human beings, everyone's like Chico's bad, and this dude fucking like why is he always on the forefront? If he is that bad, be like, dude, you're last on the lineup. You can't bro. tell him that. Last on the lineup. You, no. You, his enthusiasm. Snub-nosed black pistol that is definitely a pellet gun. It's so tiny. It would fit. Like, it's, is it a cap gun? No. Can it's we a agree legit that that's not a shot, real gun? One shot half killer. Like It might kill you. It will make you itch. That's yeah. what it feels like. Chico, I will say this. Chico's fighting abilities? Hand-to-hand combat? Yeah, pretty good. Would not fuck with him. Knife but reflexes. his gun... But his gun literally feels like it's a fucking cap gun. Yeah. That's it's like, kind of the opposite. Be afraid of you, homie! Like, <laughs> it's the opposite of somebody drives up in, like, a super Porsche or Lamborghini. You're like, you making up for something, Chico? You see that, and you're like, his dick must be enormous. Well, and the thing, <laughs> because the thing that his really gun is an me. inch and a half long. The thing that really gets to me about Chico... Oh, it's so tiny. It is. And the thing that really bothers me about Chico is the fact that everybody does not want him to be using the gun. No. And the gun that he uses is so unimpressive. Chico. He's like, we've told no, you. we gotta be strapped, homie. And it's like, but your gun is sad. Chico. Like, there are literally dudes the standing next one. to you with... <laughs> Pistol grip shotguns. But like, I don't need it. You shouldn't walk around with that and dog. Like, what the? Whenever shit went down, though, he had like an Uzi and a pistol grip shotgun. Yeah, that little gun was gone. Whenever you know what he did, he did give up on that. Sean ripped him. He used that little pistol and shot somebody in the dick and took his shotgun and went from there and just upgraded. Oh, okay. It's true. Yeah. It is true. It is like a Fortnite. One, one of the things that makes me so happy is whenever I see people shoot people in film and then steal their weapon. Oh, yeah. Because that's what every single person afraid for their life would do. <laughs> I think your shit, even if it's not better... It's Your the brain is going to say, oh, that's probably better than me because you tried to kill me with it. I'm going to take it. It's <laughs> like, the opposite of a horror movie where someone bonks the villain in the head and then drops their weapon right? and runs away yeah. and you're like, stop. I literally, I literally took the blade from a man who stabbed me once. <laughs> Did you drop it and throw it run away? No. He, <laughs> he dropped it and ran away. And I picked it up and threw it inside my car. And said, I can't believe you came up in my neighborhood and thought you could fucking murder me. And then I kicked my truck about seven times. My buddy was like, you should go because you are being Denzel Washington in training day right now. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, and I owned that knife up until about four years ago. And then I, I was moved on to another stabbing. I literally <laughs> held on to a knife that was inside my body at one point. Wow. Intimate connection. I've never been stabbed again, but I did get my face all broken up, and that's why I can flatten my nose. Ooh, Owen Wilson style. Oh, no, no. He can't flatten it. It's just super thick. Okay, it's like up to the side. Do you, do you want to see how... It, it's like putty with a french fry in it. That's do you okay. want to see it? I, I want to see it. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Right. Just deal with it. It's like, it's like putty with a french Whoa. fry. Look at that. Whoa. So and that's because I decided to uh, stop a dude from punching the lady in the face Ooh. a bunch of times. Probably a good idea. And he got, he got, he got two good blows, smashed my fucking nose in, mm. and then uh, we both bled all over the place. 
<laughs> and I was like, hey, street fights aren't a great idea. No. No. No one wins. No one wins. That's uh, the moral of Crackhouse! <laughs> no one wins. Because Nobody. BT, even though he rescues her from being assaulted, immediately assaults, assaults her. her. He takes her to a In house the party same at breath. a crack house. And I like this house party. Because well, it's like all Dario Argento. There's like funky lights and stuff. I will say this about... About about him doing what he did. Have you seen Russian Doll yet at all on Netflix? I have seen Russian Doll. I felt I like love this that movie. party, I start that show. I'm this sorry. crack house party was a lot like the party from Russian it Doll. It was. It was. And I wanted him to stay there a little longer, but she gets too tired. Well, and so what I want to say about uh, that whole breakdown is that yes, he was white knighting, and by white knighting, I mean he felt like he legitimately. Felt like he was doing the good thing. Mm-hmm. But because, as we learn over the next several moments in the film, which he is showcased, he is addicted to fucking crack. Yes, he is. And so, like, he was like, this I'm going to save you, but at the same time, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> this is when Melissa is first introduced to the pivotal character of crack. Well, and the thing is, is like, yeah, her boyfriend just got admitted to fucking prison. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't after for the me. fact that she just defended him to her mother. Could we talk about his car really quick? Oh yeah, that wasn't even his car. It was a, it was his cousin's car. The guy got killed. Car. No, okay, and that's the thing is the this cousin car. is the catalyst for Rico to like join back in, right? This car. But the thing that blows me blows me away about the car was that. Rico's cousin, which I don't remember his name, was like, hey, you want to fuck? Take my Jesus car. Yeah. There are... Mojo. Jesus Christ, this car is Jesus Christ. There are so many images. It's uh, Jesus to every surface. Seriously, brand name plug for real. That is not like a, oh, there's a lot of Jesus. There is literally, like, you can look at it like, oh, that's Maj Podge. Gloss. He heard the saying, Over Jesus, Jesus take the wheel, and he's like, Jesus can have the whole car. He can have the suspension, <laughs> Even the chassis, riding that one, all of on the space in the back wheel, because guess what? We have two spare wheels, because we're a low rider. I took three notes, and I'm going to mention them, Austin. <laughs> hey, so, do, you guys, do you guys want to know one thing about Jesus and these low riders? Neither him nor the person driving it have a license. That is what that entire sequence is. When he hits the horn, which him plays. <laughs> this movie is... You guys do know, so you haven't seen it yet, the trailer, the trailer shows you all of the details you need to know about the film, and then says, the hottest subject in America. This is an exploitation film. Oh, can you read that super, like, smutty review Oh, my of it? God. Oh, do you want me... Uh, I, I'm fairly this, certain I still have it pulled up. This is going to make me feel dirty hearing it a second time, but I feel like it needs to be addressed. Because it's, the, it's the IMDb biography for the actress who played Melissa. Yes, 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 yes. name yes. is Cher Butler. So will you pull that it's, up? This is the only movie she's really played this in. This is the only movie the people um, who were the writers and who did the story on it. Okay, so do you want me to read it or do you want I'll go, I'll go. Okay. Busty, wait, wait, lovely, wait. First, and shapely. First imagine you own a van and then read it. Okay, oh, okay, okay. okay. So, <laughs> here's your motivation. You read the IMBD, okay, oh, and then I'm going to contrast it with mm-hmm. the Wikipedia. Oh, okay, and you're 
your motivation will come up with that while he reads his. I don't have a motivation. The Wikipedia Busty, is actually... Busty, lovely, but... and shapely, blonde, stunner, share butler was born on March 6, 1964 in Garland, Texas. Butler grew up in a vagabond family who Less traveled all years over the country on a regular basis. Family, Cher attended high school in New Mexico, which is where we are. Uh, How did we make that? I'm sorry, guys, but I'm very proud of myself that I managed to make this come back to our local a culture. Connection. By accident, guys. New Mexico! New Mexico connection rather than a Miami connection. Which is hey. the last episode. No, this is the best episode. Do not insult me. <laughs> Telling our guests we have a best episode. That's not no, right. I said past episode. Oh, he, okay, I thought you said I was just best plugging episode. ourselves This is going to be the past the moment's over, so don't <laughs> insult me. It's the future right kidding. now. She I'm was Playmate kidding. of the Month <laughs> in August 1985. She was a Playmate. Wow. Uh, she appeared in several Playboy videos and posed for a handful of Playboy newsstands. I can guarantee you I masturbated to at least two of them. I was born the year she was. And it says, using alias Cheryl Kay, Cher Butler played the lead role of sweet, innocent teenager Melissa in the deliciously sleazy exploitation Uh, flick, Crack House. So it is not delicious. It's not. The weird thing is, it's rapey. The IMBD profile of this actress is way more disgusting than the Wikipedia one. That's hard to Because here's Wikipedia. Cher Butler, born March 6, 1964, is an American model and actress. She was chosen as Playboy's Playmate of the Month for August 1985. That's you the know what? I'm going to say right now, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That, because at, as much as people like to like demonize Playboy... Well, they, mostly Hugh Hefner. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time... We won't demonize the people that it provided... Uh, jobs for Jobs for yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Hugh Hefner was not a bad person. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't. He, well, mm, he actually... He was. <laughs> no, well, but well, let me say this. No matter how, like, sexually insensitive he may have been in moments, one thing that you have to give him... This is going to be really controversial. <laughs> so I don't have like, to I'll just say it now. If it's controversial, I don't have to give it to him. No. Um, <laughs> is the fact hot that hot take. he helped uh, uh, Stan Lee open up racial equality in comic books. I'm not that much of a fan of Stan Lee either. Stan Lee's not a good person. No, okay. I'm not going to say that he was a good sure. man overall. But the ends don't he totally do justify the means. He did totally do good things but that should have been done this. earlier. Yes. What I will say this, this is we are getting so tangent. <laughs> I want a Crack House graphic novel. No, I don't. No. <laughs> Actually, I feel like a Crack House graphic novel graphic novel told in the style of the raid would be really, really good. Mm. Um, but what I will say about Stanley and uh, uh, Hugh Hefner was Stanley has admitted many, many, many times that he wishes he could have presented the mutants in a position that didn't have to be all white people. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. But he had to so the people would pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that the X-Men would never have happened without uh, Hugh Hefner and Playboy? Is this sort of like uh, Tracy Ullman Simpsons kind of thing? Like he first featured them in there? or uh, No, well basically what had happened was uh, Marvel was failing and had been failing for about like 10 yeah. years. 
Uh, this was before the '90s resurgence, mm-hmm. and whenever they were like really selling off all right. their properties to everything. Fox and Sony and everything to make money, this was the '70s, and uh, so Stanley got his start in Playboy. He didn't start Marvel. Mm-hmm. He started in Playboy, and then took the money he made from his articles and his comics because Playboy had a lot of comics in the first few years. Mm-hmm. He took all the money he earned from that and he positioned that into the job he already had at Marvel as a writer and animator. I'm not sorry, illustrator. And uh, so uh, the only reason that Spider-Man exists was Stanley was the head writer for um, what was it? Uh, Fabulous Tales or Marvelous Tales or whatever it was. One of the big kind of like before they it became Marvel Comics and DC Comics, yeah, 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 and and they were on the verge of bankruptcy. They they had been fighting to just try to keep themselves on the ground, and Stan Lee was like, "Well, I have this idea for this guy," and it was Spider Man, and they were like, "Well, it's not your idea." I was like, well, it's not my idea, but it's my idea in the sense that, like, me and this dude, because Stanley, me did and this act. dude, well, we no, drew it is, and wrote so it, Jack and Kirby, he did most of the work. Jack Kirby and Stan, after a while, Stan was very honest about like how much he appropriated. Mm-hmm. But when it came to Spider Man, Jack Kirby will always admit that Spider Man was more Stan Lee than it was him. Um, be like the the thing that really surprised me about Spider Man's timeline in pop culture was whenever the uh, first film came out, mm-hmm. uh, in the, the Tobey Maguire one, the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, yeah, 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 Sam Raimi. Um, whenever they gave him organic spinnerets, oh, okay, everybody was like, "But that's not the comic version." And Stanley was like, "No, that's the original thing that I wrote." But they didn't like it because they were trying to jump into the sci fi style of comic writing because uh what was it um star trek flash gordon oh okay flash Before gordon star trek flash gordon was huge yeah. at the time star trek had been out for a couple of years and so they wanted to lean harder into the high science idea okay. of superheroes and so the original draft of spider-man he had spinnerets out of his wrists biologically which is why we got that are you a fan of spider-man Oh, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. Oh, okay. I am not. Uh, the first Spider-Man movie I've enjoyed was the Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Love Into the Spider-Verse. It is the best Marvel movie ever produced. Yes. Um, 100%. 100%. <laughs> do you think... The main, Endgame was fantastic. Do you think the main character whose yeah. cousin died should have been Spider-Man in this? Say again? After, okay. The gang leader dies. He passes on his green bandana... That's his Spider-Man powers. Different movie. No, so what, so what I'm going to say is, uh, as I already said earlier in the podcast, it's definitely a rip-off of Carlitos Way. Yeah. But it is also, this is the story of the Green Ranger. Mmm. From Power Rangers? Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's given a dubious position. No knife flute, sadly. He does do some stabbing, though. Oh, yeah, but... You well, no, he gets stabbed. Yeah, but he does some stabbing, too. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, he does some knife, like, ah. Yeah, he did. Uh, he and but, but the thing is, like, this is, in my opinion, this is a very strong... Uh, Power Rangers hadn't existed 
in that respect at this point. So I would like to say that uh, Tommy the Green Power Ranger was definitely a ripoff yes. of Ricardo Morales. No, oh, absolutely. In Crack House. Blatant ripoff. Because he was the Green the Green Death, right? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Verde Muerto or whatever mm, it was. Yes. Uh, I might be misquoting uh, dialogue in the film. <laughs> well, how can you tell if you can't read it? But subtitles? he was basically touted as this like, oh boy, he's back. Because character. after Melissa moves in with BT, BT. who is big time, mm-hmm. uh, she you can't. Okay, as a man who lived in a fucking RV, you cannot move in with a man. She moves who in, lives in a fucking. Van. No, no, he has a house. Because what I'm saying no, is, he's he does not as big no. time as he claims no. to be. He does not have that house the though. It's not his house. Come. And they're like, can we all we agree that it's wild as fuck that his van had banisters? Yeah. It had furniture. There were banisters. Yeah. Like literally staircases within a Chevy van that is a single level. Uh, How were there banisters? I wanted to. I wanted BT to continue being the hero. He was, he was not. not. Uh, we you also can't get have another chin that thick. <laughs> we also get another villain at this point. The school counselor. Yeah, she goes to fight so his counselor. many villains in no this movie. No good guys. He also rapes her. Mm-hmm. She gets raped. Well, like, no, 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 no. It's not implied that he rapes her. It's implied that he just made her like get naked. Demi Moore striptease style. Okay. He's assaulted her. It's pretty much because she gets he, back in the car and she's more upset than he has done something. Yeah, but that okay. is un. How is un- he at the house on a teacher's salary? Because he's a drug dealer. Well, so one... That's a lot of <laughs> no, 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 So this is a community within California that seems like it's been established for quite a while. Oh, he inherited the house? So what I feel like is he is from a family of drug teachers dealers. and oh. performers <laughs> and drug dealers. And that house has been around for quite a while. He inherited it. Mm. He is in one of the worst public schools in America, apparently. <laughs> And some some fat titty student who loves crack shows up, and he was like, "You got some fat titties. Let me talk about well, your fat titties." Yeah, he it's, says. I hate. Was that scene? I hate saying those words. By the way, this is not fun for me. But that is literally the attitude of these people. Yeah. He says BT wants drugs. BT doesn't have money for drugs. Interest that means paid in advance. Exactly. So, BT becomes another villain. She's living in his apartment. They have an apartment as well. Is it an apartment? The yeah. Suits they definitely live in an apartment. And the suits are like... Is it a hotel or is it an apartment? It's an apartment. It looks okay. like an apartment. Uh, okay. It has a kitchenette. Okay. okay. Uh, Wait, there's a stove? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe okay. so. All right. I'll accept it. The suits <laughs> come in and they're like, we're the real big time. Yeah, this and is uh, you can't Stedman. She's Stedman. Stedman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Brown. She is just sliding down this social ladder of drug dealers. Can we give so much praise to this actress for like okay, so, so the movie before, she's ever been in. Well, be, and also before Film. any Movies, of the stuff yeah. that you guys were talking was this about on TV or in theaters. It was a theatrical release. Oof. In their first weekend, in their first weekend, sounding so South African, that sounds strange. <laughs> um, they made over $200,000. Okay. Total gross was eight hundred and sixty thousand. Yeah, I believe. just a little over eight hundred thousand. I can't find how much it costs. No one can. No one can. I there is no record as to how much this. This film costs. was part of the black funds that the CIA just so loses every year. I don't know what network 
debuted it originally, mm-hmm. but I would believe that it was most likely Showtime because I'm fairly certain that I saw this on Stars. Mm. Uh, and Stars is a Showtime company. This is when we get to the pivotal crack house. Yeah. Boy, howdy! Are there so many, but this one is the worst. Yeah. We get the nerdy guy with the glasses. He's got a scale. Well, and he is... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He is... It's only water. Um, He is... It's literally just my water. Um, He is, like, the friend There are at least 12 to 15 people in this house... And it's tiny. It's a two-bedroom at most. What really Every room has been converted to make, measure, package, distribute, and sell crack. Well, you only need, like, five people for that, but then you need six people standing around with guns. Right, to guard it. But with the thing that really, really, like, okay, we didn't even talk about this properly at the beginning. Rico has a younger brother. His younger brother is in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. He is a mechanical genius. Mm-hmm. So he's rebuilding Rico's car that he fucked up in some way. This is such a CD necessarily plot. way. Nobody understands why. Not only do the police make fun of him for having a crippled brother, but so do both of the gangs. One yeah. of which he is a part of, and the other one he is a it's his enemy. It's just Why? punching down no, constantly. It's just punching down so hard. But the thing is, is we deal with that whole subplot of like a genius, like mechanic brother mm-hmm. who is also in a wheelchair because of gang violence. But like, oh, I'm so mad right now <laughs> about what I'm trying to articulate because... Melissa forces Rico, Ricardo, Rick, Morales, Mm -hmm. so many goddamn names, to quit his gang. Yes. But the thing is, is the only person that his quitting is valid to is his cousin and his girlfriend. And because... Her mom don't know shit, though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> because her opinion doesn't mean a goddamn thing. One, she's a shitty white alcoholic. Two, she is not in the movie long enough for her opinion no, to matter No, just at two all. scenes. Two, two angry, scenes. drunk scenes. Two very uh, Where she wakes up, yells, sleepy. and then not goes even back angry. to drunk sleep. Sleepy. Like, <laughs> literally, somebody who drank too much last night, and you woke him up early, and you're like, I need a nap. <laughs> like, that was her mother. For the film. But. So while she's strung, she's getting more and more <laughs> strung out at this house. Mm-hmm. It's her the crack and house? another yeah. girl, the pivotal the crack, crack house. The yes, crack the house. crack house. The crack house. This, we are in the crack house. At and this point. Rico is coming to save her. He cut a deal with the cops. Ricky? Rico. Ricky. Ricky. Ricardo. Ricardo. Uh, the cops are like, listen, you gotta go, I'll punish her. We. Are we can't losers with we way can't too do many this. guns. We and can't tanks. do this. Yeah. You gotta go in there. We have we have a battery room that says have a nice day. <laughs> That's we the can't thing. Handle it. They say you gotta do this. But then they do it. Well, what he does is he goes to this crack house he five times in a week and buys like three grand <laughs> worth of crack. So much crack. <laughs> and they're so like, much Dude, crack. We have people all over town. We have cops on the table. No team. one we have 
hey, people in the corner. We Your are, crack is not We are there. selling so much crack that we have people that are buying Listen, our crack that sit, tell us where our crack is being bought from. Sit down. And if your crack ain't being bought... This. this is an intervention at the crack house. They're like, are you doing all this crack, crack. yourself? <laughs> the like, thing that blows me away, oh my God, is that they're like, hey, you're buying so much crack, but at the same time, we are the only guys who have crack. And he's like, I'm doing it all myself. I'm doing it all me. It's, and they're it's like, just me. There's no way. No, There's it no is. Way. I, I'm because really good. Because we have been literally fucking crack into your ex-girlfriend for the next three weeks, and she's not as crazy as what you're acting. No, I'm better at crack. I'm good at I'm crack. I'm so good at crack. I'm so good at he crack. Is he is so me good right at crack. Now. Give me all the crack. He is so good at crack. Yeah. So he uh, buys more, and he's like, this is the last crack they're going to give me. we got to move tonight. And they're like, all right, I guess we could have done this months ago, but bring in the tank. With a sign on the battery that says, have a nice day. And this is the... It is in the dark. It is at night. In a badge on the front of this. There is. Oh, by the way, the most vivid badge of the entire film, other than the old black man who always plays police officers. And we we already mentioned that it looks like he is a handmade... A leather-bound badge. Leather-bound rear to his badge. It's sexy. It's oh a custom my badge. God. He has a custom I mean, badge. He's a leather worker by hobby. Badges aren't sexy. So like, just custom work is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so guys, as frustrated as I may be about this film, let me tell you about the time that I did foilies. Foilies <laughs> are whenever you have a dumb white boy who's like, hey, I know what crack cocaine is. This Let's may have that. to be the story that wraps it up. And you're like, no. This is a good one. So foilies. Foilies are whenever you take cocaine, mm-hmm. you get it wet. Ooh. You mix it with fucking baking soda. Pasty, pasty. For no reason! <laughs> and then you fucking draw it on foil. Yeah. And then follow it with a straw. I did that. <laughs> and it made no sense to me. Because my mother was like, hey man. We've been snorting all this crack cocaine. Far more crack cocaine that any person should ever be able to purchase in one sitting. Uh, thank God for stupid rednecks in Oklahoma. <laughs> so much cocaine. Uh, and he was like, hey, we should cut it with baking soda and do some foilies. I this said, was before YouTube told you how correctly. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, this was when I knew what my dad had been doing. And I was like, hey, man, why do you literally want to do crack cocaine, a.k.a. proto-crack, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode? Yeah. And he was like, because it makes it last longer. <laughs> <laughs> just a myth he was this guy forced me to smoke baking soda and cocaine because he was like it'll get a high, it'll get us high oh this longer. sounds like when I was in Georgia oh, the man. people that would always come up from Jacksonville ah! we would have like a group of people who would come up from Jacksonville and kind of go along the coast every six months oh, when it would warm up boy. and they would be like Listen, if you take your joints and you dip them in formaldehyde... Oh, no! No zombie joints? Exactly. Oh, no! And you smell them, and they smell like the frogs from biology class, and they're like, they get you higher. And it's like, I'm sure they do. Do you not want to be able to breathe properly? I'm sure they do. you're straight? So I I have smoked zombie joints. (laughs) I am not proud of it whatsoever. I'm being recorded 
right now <laughs> as a city employee admitting so many drugs. <laughs> I smoked zombie joints when I was in high school. I was 16 years old. A friend of mine was related to one of the mortuary owners. Are they green? And or? so he would just get <laughs> bottles of formaldehyde oh, and just dip really. his cigarettes oh, and his joints God. in it. And that's how he would get high. Oh, and I will God. tell you this right now. If somebody's like, hey, <laughs> want to do some formaldehyde joints? No. Go... No. <laughs> because guess what formaldehyde does to you? It tells you that everybody hates you and the world is going to end in the next 10 minutes and all you got to do is be sad. <laughs> and anybody who comes up and smiles at you, tell them that they are full well, of life shit. Life does that well enough yeah, for I me. Exactly. <laughs> so I've done ketamine, I've done molly, I've done fucking ecstasy, I've smoked weed. I've Your boss never, is just ticking. I've done list. shitloads of mushrooms. <laughs> I've, never done, I've never done acid. But I've done shitloads of mushrooms and ecstasy and all of that. And the thing that has always stood out to me the most, uh, mainly because of weed actually, is the one that gives me the best perspective, is nobody fucking cares. No. <laughs> nobody gives a shit! That's the best thing about podcasting like we're doing right now, is nobody cares, which means that the people who do care are the most important people in the world. <gasps> Right? That's our right. listeners. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Would you is, like to do any plugs or shout outs? I always host Wednesday at Back or not Back Alley. God damn, that's dead as fuck. <laughs> I host Wednesday nights at Red Door Brewing. It's called What Casual Wednesdays. Yeah. Mm. Uh, sign up starts at 7.30. The show kicks off about 8.30. I also host a comedy game show. It is a comedy panel show with a pub quiz attached actually it's pretty easy to win from what host, i hear wind wind like a motherfucker <laughs> uh blustery as a bitch uh no no uh it, it's it's a really good time because the entire reason that that show was created was for the exact reason that your show is created was i want to hang out with my friends and just talk a bunch of shit yeah and bring up weird ass facts that mean nothing and so every fourth Saturday at Red Door Brewing downtown, 400 Gold Avenue, Southeast, and Wednesdays every week yep. at the exact same location. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Justin's been doing stand-up. I have. Been killing it. You've been doing really well. Thank you. Um, anything you'd like to plug, Justin? No. Other than this, right? You got, you got like a lift code people can plug in so they can get you. You can test yeah, you out your routine. You're you're a lift driver. I do, but I don't have like a code that I can get yeah, you. Do. <laughs> Find it right now. No, and I'm then people you. can request no, you. No, no, like, no. I heard no, you on the show. All all drivers yeah. legitimately have a promo code as a driver <laughs> for your regulars. You well, should have one. While he's finding that, I'm going to give a shout out to our other podcast, yeah. Amazeballs, where Amazeballs? We, we cover a TV anthology series, mostly Ooh. horror, What are you guys fantasy. working on right now? We just did an episode on the new Twilight Zone. It's made by... Uh, Jordan Peele? Mm -hmm, Jordan Peele, and uh, isn't uh, Bill Hader attached to that to a degree? Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Not necessarily his like, talent, but I feel like I, I remember reading something about Bill Hader being a writing personality on Oh, that's show. fun. 
Yeah, it might be. You can sure. also find us on... Well, you can find both podcasts. Have you seen Anime as well as on the iTunes podcast or in podcast.com? Yes. You can find us on Facebook, Gmail, and YouTube under the name FAPCheck. That's our production company. So yeah. F-A-P-C-H-E-C-K. Uh-huh. Yeah, one word. I'm super good at spelling, guys. Yeah, you are. You won the... Have you seen Spelling Bee for tonight? I want to spell it, guys. Um, you guys have no idea how much that means to me because I lost a spelling bee by spelling word correctly when I was in the seventh grade and that fucking ruined my life. Uh, this has been one of the best experiences I've had on any kind of podcast or anything like that. No, I'm joking. No, I'm no, <laughs> no, I'm right, that back no, no, I'm serious. I, 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 I've had the privilege of being on several podcasts, but nothing has ever made me feel more just like excited to just sit here and bullshit. Nice. Well, we've loved having you. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. This movie is cut crazy. out as much. Oh yeah, as we didn't need. recommend. Uh, I would uh, say yeah, sure. It's it's. I would watch it just as like a group, as like a party. Not unlike your own fight. Don't yourself. watch it as a party. Not in my opinion, because everybody does that with kids. Oh no, we don't have kid parties. No, not with kids. You have a kid parties? No, I'm talking no. about like, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Is this if you're like on with... the same level though. Don't watch it like people like watch oh. like to watch kids. Oh, Just oh okay. I thought you were yourself. saying kids were at your party. But you mean no, the movie no, kids. The movie kids. Yeah. So many people in the movie I thought like, movie you're like, like yeah, we're having a party. <laughs> and then there's like a bunch of kids, kids there too. Yeah, if you have a bunch of kids. You guys don't put on this movie. You have definitely had people say, kids is the best movie ever made. Oh, my coworker put that on at work one day. And I was just like, oh good, another heavy Friday. Yeah. That movie is <laughs> so rough. In a way that's just like, oh, god damn it. Uh, um, I would not recommend just because, it, like I said, it crack house or crack kids? house. This one, okay. Just cool. because it feels <laughs> like an, an, like I said, an R-rated after-school special. It is definitely that. I would not recommend kids. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> I would not recommend crack house either. Uh, <laughs> simply because, as ridiculous and fun as the game culture representation is, and actually how true to form it can be. There are moments that are just entirely too rough that if... Th- this movie is ridiculous. It is mm-hmm. rough. It is ridiculous. But at the same time, it does not pull any fucking punches about the rough nature of crack and gang culture. Also, if I'm gonna watch one of these kind of gang exploitation... I want it more stylized. I want it like The Warriors. Right, the For Warriors sure. is fun. It's an it, it's it's an adventure. Mm-hmm. It, it is literally an adventure. This one's such a depressing. Just this slide is down. literally oh, like, it's, hey, it's just down, 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 down. Let down, me down, just down. show you what it's like to live as a young Hispanic and or black person selling crack in South LA. It is a very. I'm so, sorry, Justin that was would recommend so real. Two no. I would recommends. recommend it and like kind of and like that it's. A product uh, of its time? like seeing it yes. leaving kind of thing. Okay, I would, I would, I would recommend it as a hey, check out what it was like in the early to late eighties, early nineties. If you want to have fun watching a movie, don't watch. No. This. Don't watch this. Well, what, watch one of the movies that took place in the malls of LA. <laughs> if you want to watch a movie that actually gives you a solid representation of what it was like to have to deal with like crack culture in the early nineties, watch this movie. If you got a, if you have this a fuck, train spotting. if you have a dissertation, <laughs> if you have a dissertation due tomorrow, 
watch this don't film. Don't watch movies if Otherwise, you have Otherwise, do not watch this movie. It is sad. Alright, I'm Austin. So sad. I'm Justin. I'm Kevin. Thanks I was a guest. Me. It was a great Thanks having you. Yeah. Until next time. I'm so sorry I made you guys so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh. What? Our, we had to watch the Justin Bieber documentary. No! Weekends ago. No, we had to watch both of them. Both of them? <laughs> There's more than one? Yeah. That's what I said.